Welcome to ZBM. I'm Teresa. And I'm Lenny. I think our lag problems are fixed, by the way. That's just a... Okay, that's good. It's very arousing because we're going to put this out tonight because our our show airs every (laughs) Thursday and it's Thursday. (laughs) So, listener, don't worry. It's coming out tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So, how have you been? Uh, I've been okay. Uh, You know, work is work and... It is what it is. Uh, I've been doing a lot of camping. Yeah, I saw on your Facebook that you went camping recently. We tried to go a lot. I think this weekend we may buy a van. So excited. Oh, snap. Oh, God, I'd be so excited. It's going to be a ProMaster for sure. Because we're short stacks. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Me and my husband are relatively short. Uh, so we can sleep side to side instead of front to back when you're putting a bed in a camper. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we that's an advantage for us but we went to see a conversion van remember the velour seats conversion vans from probably your youth from all youths yes we went yes to see, I remember those we went to go see one because they're usually on the cheap and oh boy now I'm an optimistic woman who will <laughs> give I'm like <laughs> maybe the rust doesn't extend that far like I <laughs> I can replace a rocker panel or plate. I'm like, oh boy. We got there. It was the biggest piece of garbage I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> like, we rolled up and rusty, we should... Just... We should have just kept driving. <laughs> wow. It almost didn't start. And I was like, oh no, this is not good at all. And then he said... I just broke the brake line today. That's not a thing that just breaks today. Yeah, brake lines usually, like, that's wear and tear. That's been broken, and he just noticed it today. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we didn't buy it. But, like, my dad freaked out about it. When I showed him a picture, he was like, Oh, no, this is a death trap. And I'm like... Maybe it's my serenity, and it is not my serenity at all. <laughs> uh, that's great. So, Are you excited that baseball's back? Yes and no. I don't count this season. There's some things that me and Keith Hernandez are very upset about. What is Keith Hernandez saying? Oh, my God. He's such a curmudgeon old man. Anytime there's a rule change, and I love him for it, anytime there's any rule changes going on, or they even take a whiff on it he and i are still annoyed that there's a central division you don't like the fact there's a central division no too much playoffs don't like it best of best the end no wild card take a walk with i that love wild the wild card. card are you kidding yucky so with this shortened season they changed more rules and they're like just for now and i'm like mm, i don't believe it's just yeah for now. like well what is it like what is it, like the second basement? Like, if it's tied in the extra innings, you have to put the sec- uh, someone on second base? Uh, that kind of thing? We were watching one of the Met games that had that happen, and it was the 10th inning, and Michael and I are sitting there, and they're like, well, the, uh, the tie-breaking runners over at second, you know, from this new rule or whatever. And I was like, what little league bullshit is this? <laughs> I was like, what? And I know Keith feels the same way. And the DH is nonsense. There's no strategy with a DH. DH is worthless. And everybody can at me with that. I don't care. Well, 
play the whole game. The DH is for like older players, you know. Yeah, but DH is for like older players. They can't play anymore. You retire, know? then retire. You know who hit his first? No, run? you want to? <laughs> no way. You'll never win the DH rule with me. Because <laughs> guess who really? hit his very first home run once he became a New York Met? His very first home run in his twilight years. Bartolo Ooh. Cologne. Bartolo Cologne. It was the yeah, cutest but, thing I mean, I've ever seen. But yeah, but I mean, it's nice to see like older players being DH because you get to see him play a little bit more. Because you see like Eddie Murray, and you know when Ken Griffey was a DH, it was fun. No, disagree. You know, you don't like it. No, no. I think the having the pitcher, and it robs you of not only just strategy in the game, uh, but it robs you of that taken for granted. The pitcher is an instant out. And when you get home running pitchers, oh, like well, remember the '90s, the Braves, every pitcher was like, <laughs> he's like, he's got 30 saves, he's got 30 stolen bases, he's got 30 home runs, he's Tom Glavin, or yeah, whatever. Got, they were like borderline hitters. They were like hitters right there. That's amazing. That's why they were so successful. I know. That's so glorious. The DH robs you of that. I don't like the DH. I mean, American League nonsense. I mean, I I, I understand your point. I understand what you're saying with the DH and stuff, but I personally, I like it because I get to see like all the older players that I grew up with. They can play a little bit more. Hmm. They should have the retirement league and then all the old guys can go hang the out retirement. together. <laughs> they can have a, sec- a person on second when it's a tie game then. I'd watch, right, fine. I'd watch the retirement league. I'm, I'm not that picky about it. Oh, because Jose Reyes officially retired. Now, I thought he retired years ago. Yeah, he officially retired today. But uh, Was it I, today or was it yesterday? Or maybe yesterday. Who knows? Every day is the same day, isn't it? There you go. There's a bigger, better <laughs> shot of my stupid head. It's, <laughs> this is how it is until it? for like two more years, probably. I'll see you in two years. Yeah. Ah, uh, Jose Reyes. Well, that's okay. That's 2016, that's man. That was a fun team. Of the Mets? Yeah. Did we win the World Series? This is a, this is, I'm a Yankee fan saying this. Well, you guys don't have any room in your dead hearts to hate anyone but the Red Sox, so, you know, of course you like the Mets. It's fine. <laughs> I get it. Because <laughs> the Red Sox. Why would you like the Red Sox? I went to see the Red Sox play. I'll tell you this. I didn't have to disguise myself when I went to see the Red Sox play. I had to disguise myself when I went to see Philly play. Oh, well. <laughs> Yeah, I wore a red shirt and everything. I was like, I got to blend. I can't be sticking out. And and when we go, the Mets are never playing, except once. We try to go when they're not there so you can get the entire um, feel for the team, like for the home team. Because usually it's not. And the Philly fanatic will leave you alone? Oh, the fan. You don't need fanatic. The fan. The fan will leave (laughs) us alone. Mm. They threw batteries at Santa in Philadelphia, and they killed a robot. They did. I can't take they that did. risk. <laughs> you got big chips on their shoulders. I love you, Philadelphia. It's fine. But, you know, baseball's a, a situation. When when uh, the Eagles, oh my gosh, during the Super Bowl when the Eagles won that year, my friend leaned over to some of the kids that were at the Super Bowl party, and they were like, he said, I just want you to understand one thing. Right now, after this game, minimum one trash can is on fire. In Philadelphia. <laughs> Win or lose, one trash can will be on fire. That's a minimum. <laughs> it's probably yeah, it's a true. lot more. 
Yeah, look what happened. Things were on fire in Philly for a while. I know. This is just how they are. <laughs> Win or lose, something's getting burned tonight. Yep. <laughs> and it wasn't me because I blended in. Uh, oh, man. Who's blending in? I know who. Yes. That's not a half bad segue. <laughs> not half bad. Blending in, that's the Tokra's deal because we watched the Tokra part one. We did it. Oh, the Tokra. Yes, you did it. You finally have a <sighs> That segue good was. Segue. I mean, I'm not good at it at all. But I nailed it this time. Uh, did you remember a lot about the Tokra? I remember because they have like a lot of episodes. So I remember, I remember who they are and like, you know, what the deal is. Everything. I don't remember much about this. I didn't remember much about this episode. Hmm. I remember so what I remembered from part one is Martuf. If I'm being perfectly honest, J.R. Bourne is out of control. And he's out of control even right now. <laughs> like, wow. So, uh, <laughs> so they do a little recap. And Sam's coming around to her love of Jolinar, of like having shared that time together because it was a nice. Uh, a nice Tokra and not a mean gold. Yeah, and you know, he, she saved her life, so she's kind of like, you know. Uh, so so in part of the, the cold opening, uh, Sam's experiencing Jolinar's memories again, and she gets a gate address of where to go meet them. So she brings this to the team. She's like, team, oh man, we have an address. And of course... Daniel is probably halfway to dialing it already. He didn't even ask what it was for. <laughs> he's he's like on uh he's like on symbol like seven already. Right. But Jack's like, ah, I don't think we should go. I don't like any I don't like a lot of stuff that you're doing. I'm a curmudgeonly old man. I don't like all these strangers running around. Uh Sam's dad's still chilly Willie the Penguin. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Nice reference. Thanks. I do it again. It's timely. I'm sure everyone gets it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Hammond is uncommonly warm about Sam's dad. Yes. This episode, he's actually kind of, you know, grandpa and nicey. I thought he was going to give her a hug. I was like, all right, easy military people. You don't hug. <laughs> Not like that. Not now. And, uh, they so they ultimately Hammond is sold on this idea, even though Jack's like uh, maybe not, and she's like, "Come on." It seems to alternate during like between episodes. Like one episode, O'Neill's okay with it, but Hammond's not. Next episode, Hammond's okay with it, O'Neill's not. Next episode, Sam's okay with it, and Daniel and O'Neill isn't aren't. You know. It is weird that it, it does move in those patterns, and it seems slightly arbitrary, because, um, I don't know, Jack goes back for a lot of nonsense, and volunteers to go through the gate for some other stuff that isn't Toker-related. Yeah. And, but this, but now, because Sam's having the visions, it doesn't count, question marks? Not, I don't think it's a sexist thing, I think he's just, like, ah, I don't like it, the last time. No. Last time, nothing, you know? Uh, so anyway. I don't know, he might be harboring some misogynic, mis- misogynistic attitudes. Oh, maybe. From, like, past well, episodes. Maybe it's deeply rooted and he's trying to suss it out. Oh, I want to believe that's <laughs> Jack. 
Because there winds up being a double standard in one of these two episodes anyway. That I'm like, mm-hmm. But when Sam sees Martouf, because they go to the planet, she sees Martouf for the first time. She's uh, she's super into him. And I'm, I agree. Be super into him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but they take him to the special cave of the Tok'ra anyway. Even though they have no reason to do that, but they do it anyway. They, they blip back over to Earth to see Sam's dad dying. And Hammond really like lays it out to him. He's like, you're being the worst. The absolute worst. Your daughter's like, I'm going to miss my dad forever. And he's being a big old jerk about it. No good. Sam's dad. He's like, yep. He's like, yep. <laughs> Sam recaps the back on the planet. She's going to recap the Jolinar situation. And Martouf is emotionally very upset. You can tell that they used to, as soon as they see each other, I'm like, oh, that was a thing with uh, the two yeah. of them. So that's nice. Sam's dad back on Earth uh, flatlines, but they bring him back because that's what those paddles do. uh back on the planet jack's not into any of this he's like so upset yeah he's not he's like not having any of this nonsense he's like look man we've been here for a long time uh they show them the dying uh tokra whose name i just forgot and they ask Uh, i i had the name and i it was on the tip of my tongue and i forgot it but I'll, i'll probably remember it like Maybe for part this, two. This episode or like, yeah, maybe for part two. Uh, Sam bugs out about it. Like, she had Jolinar and she doesn't need other um, Tok'ra in her. Like, don't steal the Jolinar from her. That's like how it felt to me because she like runs away about it. <laughs> uh, and they, they and have they're to, trying to explain it to go They on. try to explain it to them like, look, it's a good thing. It's good. It's good. Good. You'll love it. Everybody does. Uh wouldn't <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I would do it. <laughs> the rest of the team has to stay in, like, one place. They have to, like, stay quarantined a little bit. Uh, they can't just freely move about. And Jack really doesn't like that. So I wrote here in my notes. Not for nothing. But Jack has a lot of balls to be pissy about not getting free reign at the secret hideout of the people he just met. As if they would let Jolinar roam around the SGC. As if they would let anyone. Right. They had, they had Jolinar in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in the brig. They don't even let Teal out, Tealk out of the mountain. He has to go, go full metamorphosis to get out of that mountain. Right. Because that's his first time in the city in, in Colorado Springs. Like he's never been there before, and it's been over a year that he's been on the team, and he's never left the mountain. So. Jack, honestly, honestly, yeah, he only leaves it. He only leaves it if like there's a funeral for like Jack or something, or if it's like a friend Jack knows, or something like that. Teal loves all of this. It's like his fairy tale came true. <laughs> <laughs> He's like just smiles the whole time. He's like, "It's all real. Do you understand? It's like finding Santa's real. This is real." Right. <laughs> I've heard of. I heard about this stuff going up. I didn't know it was real or not. Yeah, they were like, that's just the romantic story they tell you. Like, your someday your prince will come. This is the, the yeah. Jaffa equivalent of your prince will come. Bartouf <laughs> uh, asks Sam for a private chat. So they can find out how romantic it is. Until it's not romantic because Martouf's like, insert foot in mouth. And, uh, and Dan- mm-hmm. <laughs> Daniel comes up and is like, 
learning anything new. I was zipping. I, um, I know. I was just about to say that, too. Like, really, Daniel? I was like Daniel of the Loose Zipper. That's your nickname. Like, some people are Destroyer of Worlds. You're <laughs> Daniel of the Loose Zipper. And don't you dare judge her. <laughs> and they weren't even close to, like, making out or anything. They were just having, like, a tender moment. Right? <laughs> They're having a very tender, intimate moment. He's like, yeah, you learn anything new? Yeah, I learned about how you repopulated the Gould, mister. <laughs> That's what I learned about. <laughs> yeah, uh, I learned about the time you uh, had us in a, in a mine for like a week. Remember the time I was a slave? That's what I learned about. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> uh, back in the cave, uh, Jacko is a spying on one of the Tok'ra. He like breaks off from the tour group. Mm-hmm. and sees uh, one of those communication balls. Uh, based on my knowledge of shot composition, I'm going to go ahead and say he's not supposed to have that. Daniel and Sam are in love with all of this like crystal, like self-growing crystals, and then they unself-grow, but then they grow a new chamber, and they do all this business. Oh, right. Yeah, the, uh, the tunnel thing, tunnel system thingy. Uh, the team gets informed that they cannot leave because they're now a security risk. And Sam's like the biggest security risk, of course. Yeah, because she has Joanna's memories. I wrote down... All that stuff. I wrote down, uh, that's a real Earthling move, to be honest. Like, that's... <laughs> we would do that. We did that already with people who could walk through walls. We still tried to be like, now you can't leave. And they were yeah, like... Yeah, you can't leave. And they're like, whatever. They're like, we walk through walls. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 And then uh, that's meant to be the cliffhanger for this part one, is that they're not allowed to leave Earth. I kind of think it's a rubbish cliffhanger. Like, I wrote down five stars, because I think I'm mostly just thinking of the, what's coming. Yeah, that's that's what I think, too. Also, I really wish at one point when they're like, you can't leave, Teal could turn and be like, wow, this seems familiar. And be like, mmm, how's that feel? You can't leave, huh? Hmm. Exciting. So, yeah, that's like a, a mildly rubbish cliffhanger because, like, I mean, not that I know that they'll get rescued or, or something will happen where, where they get to return home. It's not, it's not like a, th a no threat of stakes necessarily, but, uh. Yeah, it seemed like, it seemed like a setup to, like, a future, to future events. And it is. But that, like, the Tok'ra part one standing on its own, I'm going to lower my score. I'm going to give this four stars as a setup episode because it doesn't really leave you uh, thirsty for the second episode in a way that, like, they yeah. do in the future. Yeah, especially if you're seeing it for, like, the first time. And you're like, all right, this is, a this is a waste of an episode. Well, it's part one gives away a part two. But it doesn't, it doesn't, not that, like, everything has to end, like... I don't know, on a cliffhanger or whatever, but I mean, mm, as as far as cliffhangers go, it's only okay. So that's why. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh my god, I got to tune in next time. That's why I'm only giving it the four stars, but I do love J.R. Bourne for life. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, I have it as a must watch, so then, uh, if only because you need to see it in order to understand part two. Of which I watched the promo for the 30 second promo. 
I think they give away a little bit too much in that. And I know it's only 30 seconds, but <coughs> excuse me. But they show Sam's dad dying and like uh, him going to going off world and and invasion. So you see like the yeah. death gliders and whatever. And I think that gives away a little too much. <laughs> Usually, the, the other thing that I don't. Yeah, the other thing I didn't like either was that, um, to me, it was a bit too short. It is a little short. Yeah, it's a lot of visual cues and stuff like that. Like Jack spying on that one Tok'ra who has the communication ball. There's not a ton of dialogue there. It's it's a lot of sneaking around. And sneaking around is quiet stuff. And Tilk being like... In, in awe of like everything. Oh, he's at Disneyland. He's at good guy Disneyland. Right? <laughs> he's like, I can't Tilk. believe this. Teal forever. <laughs> I try. I still like this is episodes ago where <laughs> where Daniel's like, I trust my life with Teal, <laughs> and he had that look on his face. I'm like, this fuck, that's so good. <laughs> you do? <laughs> Perfect. I like really? That. Excellent. Congratulations on still trusting me. <laughs> I don't know what brings that around, but okay. So I can't wait to see the Toker Part 2 for next week. Got anything? Any ca- other observations? Well, the fact that um, Stargate... Oh, they took off all the Stargate SG-1 series off of Prime. Oh my god, you're right. So oh. I, have to, I have to watch them on like Hulu now with like, uh, commercials. Oh my god. Not only commercials, but at least the commercials, I'm pretty sure they're trying to put them in where they naturally go. Um, They don't, though. No? Uh, They did for me the first couple of times. But I've only seen these two episodes on Hulu so far. And knowing that they filmed it in 16.9 and being forced to watch it in in 4.3 is wowzers, you know? Yeah. I, I prefer it on Prime. No commercials, nothing. Just go straight to the episode. That's true. I do have to free up at least 20 more minutes. Although, I do like the 90 second, uh, 90 second uh, clean where I run into my office. I pick up a pile of what I have to assume is crap and look through it <laughs> and throw it away. My I'm my own Michaels. Like, I know you see, like, behind me, you see, like, art on the walls and, like, action figures and stuff. But all in front of that is art supplies. Yeah. Like, this this okay. gold spool here, that's filament for a 3D printer. And I got four more just like it in different colors. Oh, nice. And the, all those paint crap behind me, that's for literally painting. Sweet. Is it? Because I have no room for anything. I'm (laughs) sitting at a card table adjacent to my craft table to record this because I just ran out of room and I put up another table (laughs) to accommodate. I sew masks at it. I I sew. I crochet. I do all the rest of it. So on those uh, Hulu commercials, I run in and I grab a bunch of stuff, see if I still want it. I probably don't. And I throw it away. Or maybe I do. And then I save it. So you do it in between the progressive commercials that they show? Oh my god, like the same one over and over again until I die? <laughs> we noticed this on SNY. Um, because we do YouTube TV, they mm-hmm. they don't have enough commercials to fill the air space that you get on Cablevision and Fios. Like, the advertisers aren't paying to run commercials in between scenes of baseball on 
YouTube TV. So it just goes, it plays like in like uh, elevator music. It's like, boop, 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 boop. And it says you're watching yeah, SNY commercial, commercial break. break or whatever, right? Yeah. How are advertisers not already on board with advertising online? Like, what are they thinking? I'm they sure- have some ads, advertisers that go online, but it's I guess it's a bunch of like, you know, legal stuff mm. that they probably have to go through, like legal red tape. I don't know how it works. Me neither, but I all I ever think to myself is, well, good grief, spend the extra couple of bucks and throw it online too. What's the big deal? Uh, I'm still not going to buy your paper towels or whatever you're advertising, but... <laughs> no brawny for you? <sighs> what am I? Rockefeller over here? I don't think so. <laughs> Can't be doing that. I get white cloud. <laughs> uh, I've been more active on Twitter lately with our... Our uh, ZPM Stargate handle. Uh, if anything Stargatey happens, I tweet about it, and I follow a bunch of the actors. I'm in love with Michael Shanks. Yeah, you t- I remember you were telling me earlier to to follow him. I'm like, wow, he's actually pretty funny. He's funny, and he will let you have it, and rightfully so, because I'm mm-hmm. firmly in his camp. So every time he tells somebody a lot of swear words in a row, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like uh very exciting everybody's got a lot of f- interesting things to say i want to see what t- what um christopher judge christopher judge has to say on his uh twitter does he even have a twitter usually i'm not sure i follow i think he does be- go ahead i think he does because i know like for uh, when he did God of War, he did voice acting for God of War. He had to have a Twitter account for a while mm. to promote the games. So I don't, I don't know if he still has it though, because that was like two years ago. Uh, I am Chris Judge, so there he is. Oh, okay, so he still has it. All right, cool. I still have the calendar that he and Michael Shanks made of uh, sci-fi actresses. So there you go. Oh, that's cool. I love that thing. I just found it recently uh, during one of my little cleaning spells. In the closet, I was like, ooh, don't mind if I do. Perhaps I'll bring that to a convention if we're ever allowed to see people in person ever again. I'm pretty sure that will happen. Because I know Comic-Con just just happened like a couple weeks ago. It happened this it past weekend. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Yeah, you know, it was weird. Because it's like watching like a, a virtual thing, like a Zoom meeting. Yeah. But some of the stuff, some of the stuff was cool. What did I end up on? I watched Kevin Smith talk uh, about his crap for a while because I like him and his crap. Oh, when he did it, when he was talking about like Massive Universe and stuff like that? Yep. He talked about that and the pop-up movie store and all, all other Viewerskew related business, which was cool. And I watched the Nathan Fillion panel with Gina Torres and Alan Tudyk. Uh, Joss Whedon. Uh, I love, I love me some Gina Torres. Oh my gosh, she's the best. When I met her, oh my god, she first of all, what a stunner! I almost dropped dead. She was so gorgeous, and uh, Hannibal. She's a tall. She's tall too, man. She really is, and just so nice. And uh, we talked about Hannibal because she was on Hannibal and married to Lawrence Fishburne at the time. I'd ask her about suits. I've been getting into suits lately. Oh my god, do you know? Speaking of suits, so. I, so I meet Gina Torres, we take a picture, it's lovely, we talk about how great Hannibal is, and I leave, and I post this picture online. 
And there's somebody in my comments, if you go on my Facebook page, you can find the comment where this girl goes, oh my God, you met the woman from Suits? And I almost <laughs> fainted. I was like, what are you talking? I mean, I'm aware that she's on that program. But, <laughs> but she's done so much more. You know, like, I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, like, she's I the woman from Suits. Right goes- okay. Did you meet the girl from Cleopatra twenty five twenty five? That would have been more acceptable than the the lady from right. Suits. <laughs> I would have been like, okay, well, we're not totally caught up on our sci fi, but I see, I see. <laughs> right. What a show! Oh or even Xena, or even Hercules. Hercules. Uh, that's so. That's my Gina Torres story. So those were all interesting. It's interesting to see what would have been Hall H panels, but as Zoom meetings instead, I guess. But they didn't even, like, pipe in. It's like they didn't even try. They didn't even pipe in cheers like they do on the baseball games. <laughs> Some canned cheering for whatever. I imagine there's not that it's much canned cheering and, and a lot of teams, like, what was it, the Chicago White Sox, they have, like, pictures of the players, players like, families oh, in the stands. Nice. So it's pretty cool. The Mets, um, they put out cardboard cutouts. You can like buy for like thirty bucks. They'll put you out somewhere in the, in the fan oh, area. Yeah? Well, but you can, cool. you get to submit your own picture, and that's bad, because not only does it look weird, but it looks like giants in the outfield. Because not everybody does like, like a a full cutout like you would get of Angel or or one of the Winchesters or something like that. They don't do a full body picture and then have that turned into a life-size cardboard and sit it down. They do like mm-hmm. a waist up, like a, a middle shot. And then that's now got to be the size that they put in the seat. So it looks like giants. <laughs> like some people are giants and other people aren't giants. And then some people are not facing the camera correctly. So when they submit their picture, it's like a side shot of them sitting on a sofa. And now that's the cardboard that's in the, and it's so dumb. I was like, I know it looks fine enough but come on you paid money to have that made (laughs) you should make it like put on your Mets gear make it look authentic people bought it for their dogs they put a bunch of dogs in the outfield like cardboard cutouts I saw that yeah I saw saw that that was funny so silly but at least they're being creative with stuff you know I appreciate everybody's creativity and how they are getting through weirder than usual times uh, so next time we're going to do Togra part two and I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, got any plugs? Uh, no, just pretty much the Amazon prime thing was, was the big thing. Mm. That was going on. Well, I'm going to plug last God standing. We're in the quarterfinals and that just posted tomorrow. That just posted tomorrow. It just posted tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Go listen to my other podcast too. You can find us on all the social medias at ZPM Stargate, Facebook, Twitter, especially, and Gmail, Instagram, all those places. You know where to find us. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.